say hello to you wherever you may be. I'm Jeannie. I'm Jarrett. And we want to welcome you to Soul City Church right here in the heart of downtown Chicago. And if you are new around here, we are so glad that you took this time to invest in your spiritual growth. And that's really what our mission yep. as a church is all about. We want to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And we want to do whatever we can to help you know God and to grow in your relationship with God. Yeah, and I'm honestly excited that we get to team teach together again this week. I'm actually shocked you had me back after I kind of am last too. week's unnecessarily stressful pop quiz that I gave you. Uh, if you're just joining us uh, for the very first time, we're in the middle of a teaching series called Known and Unknown. The big idea behind this whole teaching series is to help encourage and empower and equip you to walk through all of life's many unknowns by leaning into what we actually do know about God. And I think that all of us would just have to admit that there's just so much that we don't know with where we're at right now in the world, where we're heading in this world, but there are things that you can know, and that's what we want to highlight, that we actually do know about God and our life in Him that can actually help us navigate all of the unknowns that all of us face on a daily basis with a greater sense of, of confidence and peace as we do. Yeah, that's right. And last week, we shared that as a church, there are some things that may look different these days. But there are things that we know to be true for each and every one of us and for all of us as a church, mm -hmm. that God is inviting us now more than ever during this uncertain season to gather yep. and to grow and to go. And last week we talked about how we are going to gather as a church these days and why it is so important that we do. And if you missed it, I would actually encourage you to go back in our feed and to watch it when this is done. Yeah, and you can go back and watch that unnecessarily stressful pop quiz <laughs> I gave Jeannie. Uh, this week we're actually going to look at how we grow through unknown and uncertain times. In other words, maybe think of it this way. How do you actually grow when everything feels so out of control? How do you grow when everything feels so out of control? How do you not just coast? How do you not lose ground with God? How do you become better because of these difficult days that we're walking through? Now, uh, if you were to really know me, I just want to kind of lay this out there. If you were to really know me, you would know that the last six months have been uh, incredibly challenging, not just for me, but for lots of mm -hmm. folks. But personally, they've been very challenging from dealing with uh, all of the unexpected realities of this pandemic, to grieving the death of my brother Scott, to our kids being home 24-7, and now all of a sudden we're homeschool teachers, to the pivots on top of pivots on top of pivots that we've made as a church, to the long overdue racial reckoning that we are currently walking through in this country right now, to down to things like navigating where our son's going to go to high school. I mean, mm. it, it has felt like a lot the last six months. And if I were being really, really honest as we get into what it looks like to grow, if I were to be really honest, there were times this last year that for me, spiritual growth seemed like a luxury, hmm. right? I, I felt like I've been at best in survival mode at times over the last couple of months. I wasn't trying to, to take new ground hmm. in my transformational relationship with God. At best, I was trying not to lose ground. Yeah. But, I, but I, if I'm being honest, I was losing ground. I, I felt like I was in this sort of um, inescapable state of low-level depression. I got real sloppy and inconsistent with my spiritual practices that helped me move forward with God. I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't 
doing my part to invest in our marriage. And at one point in the middle of the summer, Jean and I were having a conversation about all the challenges we were facing. And I had my first, what I guess I would describe as my first real anxiety attack in the middle of that. Um, what happened was my body and, and my mind and my soul kind of got together and decided to give me a wake up call. Mm. Because what I didn't realize is over the course of this, you know, last six months at different points, is that I was, in a, I was just in a drift. Mm. I was in a real spiritual mm. drift. And, and my hunch is, is that maybe you felt something similar. I have, I have personally, I have no idea what you've been walking through. I wish, I so wish that we could actually be face to face right now mm. so that I could hear how these last six months have been for you. Because I imagine it's, it's, it's been a lot, maybe more than you've ever had to face before. Like, trials and, and challenges that seem like altogether too much. And I, I, I totally get, <laughs> I totally get with so much happening around you or at times seemingly happening to you that you might've found yourself in a sort of spiritual drift. I just think about all that's yeah. going on in our city right now with unnecessary waves of violence. I think about our brothers and sisters in this country on the West Coast who are fighting historic wildfires. You got hurricane and storms and flooding down in the south. Not to say wherever you're watching from, you're facing your own unique challenges mm -hmm. as well. And I think, I don't know, I just think if we were to be honest, we'd all say that we've all felt it. And maybe if you were to get really, really honest, you'd say that you are feeling it right now. Yeah, well, I so appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty with us, Jared, about just how you have navigated through this season. And, and I know that I have felt it. I think we all have. And the thing that I've learned the hard way about spiritual growth is that no one ever coasts into spiritual growth. Mm. No one so. ever coasts into spiritual growth. Uh, nobody ever stumbles their way into intimacy with God. Mm. Uh, nobody ever just kind of meanders their way into a meaningful life. That's just not yeah. how it works. And you already know this, right? If you've ever tried to lose weight before or get healthy, you know that it takes a conscious shift mm -hmm. and it takes the willingness to work. No one ever wakes up one morning 15 pounds lighter. I mm. wish it worked that oh, way. But as of this morning, that was not true for me. Uh, no one ever moves forward in an organization by just going with the flow. No relationship really gets better by only connecting with each other, you know, when we feel like it. Uh, if that's how we approached our relationship, uh, we would be in trouble. Mm -hmm. And let's just say we have had some of our more uh, strenuous, Strong, yeah, strongly, strongly worded, worded yeah. conversations, strongly worded conversations. Uh, aka fights, mm -hmm. uh, in that kind of approach. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with spiritual growth. No one ever coasts into spiritual growth. Yeah, which is why we're talking about that this week, why we want to encourage you with something that we know to be true of God and actually to be true of you. It's a way to shift from whatever drift that you may find yourself in. And it, and it may not be what, what you think or, or even probably what you want at first, but we believe that this truth can not only carry you through this season, but actually transform yeah, this good. season for you. And it's what we as a church are contending for, for you in this season. And it's actually found in James chapter one. So I'd love for you to grab a Bible or open up a tab if that's actually easier for you. And then something to jot some notes down with that. I think this is some really transformational truth for each of us, all of us, no matter where you're at, coming out of James chapter one. Now, I want to give some quick context here. 
Uh, many biblical scholars believe that James is actually the brother of Jesus. And that while Jesus, this is crazy to me, while Jesus was alive, he didn't actually believe that Jesus was who he said he was. It wasn't until after Jesus' death and resurrection that James, Jesus' own brother, finally believed him. It no remi- sibling tension there. None at all. Because, well, it reminds me of what our, old, uh, our pastor Andy Stanley says, right? It's like, what would it take for your sibling to convince you that they're the savior of the world, right? <laughs> for those of you who have siblings, you know. Now, James was a leader in the very first church that we talked about last week. He was actually writing to folks who were facing very real struggle, uh, imprisonment, and persecution because of what they believed about Jesus. They were facing real challenges in their everyday lives, just similar to what you're facing, maybe even a little more intense. And so James takes this moment to encourage their spiritual growth with this thought. I want you just to pay attention to this. This is what he says, James 1, verse 2. He says this, Consider it pure joy. Pay attention to that. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, this is an incredibly counterintuitive teaching on spiritual growth, isn't it? Because let's be honest, none of us like to think of our challenges as pure joy, right? I mean, how many times have you thought about this pandemic as pure joy (laughs) or or this election season that we're in as pure joy? I mean, for those of, of you who are parents, how many times have you thought about your kids being stuck inside the house with you all day, (laughs) every day as pure joy? Mm. None of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many of you have thought about having to wear even a mask while standing outside in line at Costco as pure joy. I mean, I don't like going to Costco in normal times. We don't consider any of it pure joy, do we? We consider it a pure trial, if anything. But what James is inviting us to do is to shift our perspective, Mm -hmm. to shift from seeing all these things, whatever trials and struggles that you are going through right now, from something happening to you Mm. to something that God wants to do in you. Mm. Something that God wants to do that's deeper than your circumstances. A, A seed of transformation that can only grow in the soil of struggle, Mm. something that God wants to grow up, mature and complete in you. Mm. And what James is saying here is something that nobody really wants to accept, Mm -hmm. but everybody knows to be true. And that's your greatest growth comes from your most difficult days. Mm. Your greatest potential for your greatest spiritual growth, it comes out of some of your most difficult days and challenging seasons. You know, just look back over your life and you know this is true. Yep. Some of my greatest growth with God, it came out of some of my most difficult days in life. Yeah, I think, I think this is a big lesson on God's curriculum for your spiritual growth, mm. to, to shift from seeing all that you're going through as something happening to you. I like how you said that, something happening to you, to something that God wants to do in you, to see, to see your trials and testing as actually a tool mm. for your transformation. Mm-hmm. 
to, to recognize that you're in a spiritual drift and then to choose to actually spiritually shift. That is a big transformation move. And, and it reminds me, this last week, I, I, I don't, don't know why this caught my attention, but this last week I looked out our window over our backyard and we all saw it as a family. Our backyard was like, there was like a swarm of butterflies in our backyard. And I don't even know if that's the proper term for a group of butterflies. Yeah, swarm of butterflies. Um, herd of butterflies, gaggle of butterflies. <laughs> I have no idea. Who cares? The point is, there were, remember there was like a lot of butterflies in beautiful. our yard. It was beautiful. And it got me thinking about that powerful picture of, of the process of transformation that we see in, in the butterfly. That at some point, and you, you know this, at some point, a caterpillar had to decide that there was more to life mm. than just inching its way along the ground. And the process that a caterpillar goes through to become a butterfly is not an easy one. And we know this because our daughter, every year for her birthday, from Aunt Carrie, gets little caterpillars in the we mail. We're professional caterpillar Yes, we and have seen this process growers. over the last seven years happen every year. When that caterpillar actually goes into the chrysalis stage or the pupa stage, which is far more fun to say, <laughs> uh, 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 it goes into this small and, and dark cocoon. Now, that cocoon state can actually last for weeks or months, or in some cases with some butterflies, up to two years. And from the outside, it looks like nothing is happening. But on the inside mm. is a dark and difficult and honestly painful process of transformation. And what emerges out of it is something bright and beautiful to behold, something that looks nothing like what it looked like mm. before that process. Mm. Something that it was actually always meant to be. I mean, if think about it. There's a reason people don't get caterpillar tattoos, <laughs> right? It's because we know that a beautiful butterfly is what it was always meant to be. But it wouldn't be mm. if it didn't go through those dark and difficult days in the cocoon. And I, and I, I just know, personally, that you may feel like you are going through dark and, and difficult days. I get it. I, I know I, it feels a lot like maybe even more than you can manage. But what we want to encourage you to do today, what we are here to contend for, for you, is to shift your spiritual perspective. Mm -hmm. To stop seeing all that you're going through as something happening to you, to something God actually wants to do in you. That God wants to use whatever it is that you're facing to form you more into his likeness, mm. to transform you from who you were before all of this to who you were meant to be on the other side of all of this. That's what God wants to do. But here's mm. the deal. You have to choose. Mm. You have to choose. Like that little caterpillar, you have to choose how you will go through this. Because ultimately, what you do with what you're going through is up to you. Mm. What you do with what you're going through is up to you. It's up to you to choose whether or not you will see all of this as insurmountable or as an invitation. It's up to you to choose whether you'll get lost in all of life's many unknowns or lean into what you do know about God. It's up to you to choose mm. whether you're gonna spiritually drift your way through this or make a spiritual shift today. Don't miss this, don't miss this. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it may seem, and I know it can be so hard, God will use it 
But you have to choose it. You have to choose what you're going through. Yeah, and Soul City, your spiritual growth, it matters more than you know. It matters to God and it matters to us. And our hope and our prayer for you is that in this season, that none of us saw coming and none of us would choose, that you would choose to see it all as an invitation to transformation, to lean in, to trust God, to persevere, to be willing to acknowledge and accept if you are in a spiritual drift, to choose today to make a shift. Mm. Listen, we all drift. Mm -hmm. We all drift and we can all shift. You can shift today, no matter how long or how far you've drifted. And all of us drift and all of us can shift. So your work for the week is simply this. We want to invite you to choose one spiritual practice that you commit to doing every day this week. Just, just one practice. It, it can be a morning meditation. It can be listening to only worship music this week. It can be a seven-day reading plan in the Bible app. It can be a 30-minute walk with God uh, while the weather is still nice here. <laughs> Choose a spiritual practice that you are willing to do each day this week and see if it doesn't help you shift your perspective. See if it doesn't shift how you look at your circumstances. See if it doesn't shift your connection with God. Yeah, I think that's so good, Jeannie. And that, I think that is where, how I'm getting out of the drift I've been in is I had to come to a point about two weeks ago to say, no, I'm going to shift. I'm going to shift back to these practices that I know help me connect to God and see the bigger picture of what's going on. And that, that really is our hope and our, our prayer for you, Soul City. That's it. We, just, we want to see you grow. That's, we built yeah. this whole church on that idea that you would know God and grow in your relationship with him. Now, more than ever, we are committed to you and committed to you pursuing spiritual growth like never before. We're in it with you and we are cheering you on so that you can truly and transformationally consider it pure joy yeah. as you face trials of so many kinds because we believe that the testing of your faith actually produces something deeper. It produces perseverance. And we want to see as your pastors that perseverance finish its work in your life so that you actually can be mature and complete and not lacking anything in God.